0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hours. This is Rob Pitts in the studio. And as always, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hours financial analyst slash numbers guru, the professor himself, Richard Hoskins.
2: Well, in honor of our special guest tonight, we are going to uh, visit some of the city's biggest drag racing cities in the country, Uh, not the least of which, of course, is Bristol, Tennessee. Bristol, that's yeah. that, that's a fun track. Yeah, Thunder Valley. Is that's that
1: Thunder Valley. Yeah, I that's, went there once. So it was fine. I was. I was in Bristol one time, but I actually got messed up right there at that Bristol Split. Coming back I home, too. I took a right when I should have took a left. But it was still a. It was a. <laughs> there's worse places to be lost than Bristol, Tennessee. That is true. And then of course we have hot rods and happy hours. Legal counsel slash all around cool car guy Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? So. Guys, you know, we have call-in guests, which we do have a call-in guest today or tonight. But we've got guests in the studio. It's like guest palooza this week on Hot Rods <laughs> and Happy Hour. So listen, so not only do we have SEMA builders, because SEMA's right here around the corner, 30 days, and gonna we'll be in Sin City. We got the boogeyman in the studio, not from Las Vegas, Nevada, and not the boogeyman you're thinking about either. It's it is October. It is, it is October. He, he don't look like what I thought he would. He ain't ready. He ain't got horns or anything. But <laughs> it goes by the name Boogeyman. And we got a guy that goes by the name Bonafide. You might have heard him last week. His name's Tim Gurr. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. All that. And that's what we get out of you for an intro. I'm sorry. I was like, yeah, a little bit. I'm talking it up, and that's what you do. I
3: never know what to say.
1: You know, it's always the wrong thing either way. <laughs> yeah, I know. but.
3: The man that don't stop talking don't know what
1: to and say. You put the mic in front of him, he goes, mute. He goes, I'm mute. Sorry. But this is the thing. We've got Greg. we got the boogeyman. we got Tim Greer. And unless you've been living under a rock, and especially if you're in the southeast, you know what these guys are. These guys are all about some old school gas drag racing. And we're going to be this weekend coming. At the Starlight 25. I know the first thing you're thinking about, Rob. I lived in I lived in Greenville all my life. I ain't never heard of Starlight 25. Yes, you have. It's the Ware Dragway. That's where she started out. The oldest. Now, Greg, correct me if I'm wrong. The oldest drag strip in the state of South Carolina.
4: It's the oldest drag strip in the state that actually was a drag strip from the first day. There's some, uh, you know, airports that were used for drag strips and things like that but uh the oldest purpose-built drag strip in the state
1: so that was so th- this was the original intentions we're gonna make us a drag strip out of this
4: that's right they uh they were racing out on the road out on highway 24 and uh the family that owned the starlight cafe got an idea and said well we need to get these boys off the road we can uh Build a drag strip here, give them place to race, and make a little money, and they call it the Starlight Twenty Five.
1: I like that though. That's cool. That's how I mean, and that's history, because you know you got to think about it. You know, a lot of people think, "Oh man, it's just a little stretch of asphalt." You know, that's all there is to it. It Ain't cost that. It's a lot of money to run a drag strip, and not counting, you know, power and people to to prep the track and work the lights and insurance policies. Lord forbid what that is even like, but. You know, and the thing is, you know, with the popularity with the young crowd and the racing crowd and all that stuff, I think, see, I, I got it a little different because I'm, I'm in that odd age bracket. I'm I'm not old. Quit giggling. But I'm not young either. You know what I'm saying? I'm in that happy me, – me and the boogeyman and all of us, we're all – well, Kobe's kind of old, so but, – but Professor, you know what – well, Tim, he's kinda of old too. But anyway, you know what I'm saying. Wouldn't well, but we but like I know I don't remember the Starlight twenty-five, but I remember back in the day at Rear Dragway or Shady Side and, and and real drag racing, not what you watch on TV and on NBC Sports and or Fox whatever now. Whatever wherever it's airing mm-hmm. on now, which I think is like the dog channel or something, because the NHRA is going, going to pot. But and I even got that from Shirley Moe Downey herself. She told me that. She said, it sucks. And that was her exact words that she said on the radio. Now, off the air, she said something much worse, but FCC won't let us play that one. But that's the thing is like people watch drag racing now, like pro stock. I remember growing up. My dad raced pro-modified top sportsman my entire, from sipping a bottle to 14, my dad raced pro mod. And, you know, you know with all, all the big guys that were running ProMod at the time. And so I know drag racing. I know my way around drag, trip, little gritty eighth-mile tracks. And, and then going to Commerce or going to Darlington and going to big tracks. But this is the thing, is, like, now drag racing's changed. It's, it's, you know, it's always been a sponsor-driven thing, obviously. These things are expensive to build at any. There's no cheap form of racing. But... It's almost, it's kind of lost its grit. You know, when you've got a pro stock champion that I'm pretty sure is not even old enough to buy a beer. Because the cars are damn near push button now. And somebody's grandpappy has just enough money to put him in the best of the best. He's the champion now. Where it wasn't so much. And you know, I mean, obviously, money is a big part of it, but it's eliminating a lot of the skill. Technology is, and by doing this, just like Warren Johnson said, they interviewed Warren Johnson about pro stock. And pro stock drag. When I was growing up, I love pro stock drag racing, love door slammer cars, you know. And it was competitive and it was close. Bob Litton, Warren Johnson, these guys. This is Daryl Alderman, you know, all these guys back in the day. Lee Shepard. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Bruce Allen. You know what I'm saying, the Levi Garrett car. These guys, I mean, Bob Glidden was my hero. I'm not even a Ford fan, but Bob Glidden does no wrong. Bob Glidden was my Lee Majors, literally. Like, I mean, there's, this shows you how much drag racing has changed. Is I remember vividly, I'm 40 years old, I remember vividly being at Commerce. Or the Atlanta Dragway. Being at commerce, and now I've got to announce at the Atlanta Dragway, which is it's kind of cool. The same mic that Steve Evans used, I've talked behind, and I love that because he was my hero, Steve Evans was in Diamond P Motorsports. But Bob Glidden pulling up in a Motorcraft T Bird, come riding up and literally got a foot hung in the door, sitting in the staging lanes. You see a Winston fly across, the door shut. And makes a pass. That was drag racing, though. You know what I'm saying? You know, his wife was there. They all had their matching shirts on. And it was perfect. You know what I'm saying? It was a family affair. And it was drag racing. Just like everybody on my dad's team. We was all family. You know? And even that Pro Stock team was like that. Now, it's not like that. Mama and them are back in the bus watching it on the live feed. And we've got a crew of 60 that, you know what I'm saying? This is their job. They're not doing it for the love, as much as they say. They're doing it because they get a check for it. And, you know, it's it's changed. And, and, And it's not just pro stock. It's top fuel and funny car and all that stuff. And when your big names are not big names anymore. I mean, I interviewed the pro stock world champion, and I had to Google him. What's wrong with that? You know what I'm saying? Warren Johnson in Warner Robins, Georgia. They interviewed him and said, Warren, we're going to put you in a pro-stock car. Would you do it? He said, nope. He says, born Warren, sucks. And he said, I put my time in. I'm done. This is Warren Johnson, the professor, the real professor. Hey. Hey. The real, he's, he's the real professor. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Do you realize how that affected me here in that interview? That's letting you know right there, you're doing something wrong. You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, but we're going to talk about what's going right for drag racing. And you know what? Sometimes when you get a little too far into the future, you need to reach back into your history a little bit. And I think you guys have got the right idea with this. We're going to wrap it up with this segment. Hang tight. we got a lot more hot rods and happy hour and saving drag racing right here. Right here on 106.3 W.O.R.D.
0: Call from mom.
1: All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour in the studio. As always, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hour's financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins. Shout out to Norwalk, Ohio. That's another fun track. Isn't it? That's another fun track. I got, I got, I got a funny story about Kurt Johnson in Norwalk, but I'll, I'll leave that alone for right now because that was going to take two segments in itself. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hour's legal counsel slash all-around cool car guy, Kobe Miller.
2: What's going on, everyone?
1: Who I don't have a cool story about at Norwalk.
2: No, um I don't think I've ever been to Norwalk. I got a funny
1: story about you in Dakota, Georgia, but that's something we can't talk about on the air. <laughs> that's right. Shh. Can't take you to nowhere. Nowhere, especially Dakota, Georgia. Quincy's won't let us back in anymore. The one of the two places in the world's got a Quincy's. One of them 'em we're permanently banned from. Go figure. Can't 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 go nowhere nice anymore. Why? Because of him, yeah, we were down,
2: we were down in
1: Quincy. You, you, have, have you ever have you ever got ran out of a Quincy's? He has. I have. For what? Long story. Tell it's you it's there. exactly exactly being on the table.
3: So tell me one thing: Why is he? Ha- why does Kobe have a legal
1: counsel title? Kobe, we need it. Kobe is that guy. Really? Yes, he is that guy. We need this kind the the type of things we get into, we need that kind of legal counsel. Legal counsel. Exactly. Really?
5: Yep. So That means he's got the phone number to the lawyer in his
1: phone. I've got my phone number to my lawyer on speed dial. I talked him quite a bit. We're 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 we're, we're past first time. I'm like, hey bud, what's up? You know what I mean? It's like it ain't like, hey Grant, hey bud, it's me again. You know. So yeah, so she ain't so happy. So your it symbol was in up. his
5: phone is a dollar sign. Then, so when he knows you're exactly. ringing, it's a dollar sign. It sounds like
1: it. a cash register. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, right. So anyway, the uh, heck, I just write my attorney a check once a month and we just put it in an account. You know what I mean? Because I know I'm going to use it. And it just kind of takes the sting out. You know what I mean? But anyway, we're talking about saving drag racing. We got a we got special guests in the studio. We got a great call-in guest coming up, but we've got. Special guests in the studio. When I say special, these guys are special. Well, Tim's a different type of special, but you know what I'm saying. These guys are special because these guys right here, I really think, are one of many groups that are out there doing this. But I'm going to tell you something. I love the way they're doing it. Is they're saving drag racing by bringing back some of the history, some of the nostalgia. Is the three pedal gasser shootout series. Now you know you there's gasser there's a gasser club of every type everywhere and everybody's got their own opinion and definition of a gasser you know a lot of people think it's just straight axle car that's great a lot of people think you know well it's because you ran gas in the engine you know a lot of people think it's this that whatever and everybody's got their own opinion and everybody's entitled to one and here in hot rides and happy hour we don't care either way it don't matter but i like what you guys are doing And I like your type of racing. I like the way you guys talk. You talk like drag racers. And that's what I like. You don't talk like politicians. You don't talk like lawyers. You talk like drag racers. That's what I like. I like real drag racing. And not only are we racing vintage cars, we're racing them at the oldest track in the state of South Carolina. Built in 1950, the oldest purpose-built drag strip. In 1956, and we're coming back to do this race here. That's what's awesome.
5: And we're trying to do it the way they did it in 1967, by the format that's set up now, which is, you know, your class winners of A-Gas, B-Gas, C-Gas, and Outlaw are going to run each other for an event win at the end of the day. That's how this happened in the 60s. You won your class, then you wasn't over. That no. wasn't a day wasn't done. Don't put the car on the trailer no, yet. You ain't, read, you ain't done yet. So now you're going to go run all these other classes for the event win, the top dog, the main man. Let's use Gene Cromer. That is one of the most historic names in the southeastern drag racing and gassers. Okay, he's not known for just winning all these A gas classes. He's known for winning so many events, just the you know overall win over and over and over. You know nobody could beat that Ford-powered wheels. They just could. You know ever see gas tried D get nobody. They just couldn't do it.
1: That's, that's what makes gasser racing exciting, though. And, and just like you were saying off there. and I didn't know this about you, man. I, I didn't know this about you.
5: You didn't even like drag racing. I didn't like drag racing until I seen a gasser race. Did you seen
1: a gasser race. No,
5: I thought it was the most boringest crap I ever seen in my life.
1: Try growing up at a drag strip. No, no, I'm no just kidding. I mean, I, mean yeah. I, had seen <laughs> yeah.
5: bracket, I had seen bracket racing. Being
1: seven years yeah. old and watching bracket racing. No. I mean, know bracket racers that don't like watching bracket racing. You know what I'm saying? But gas racing's different. Exactly. Gas racing, though, is different. Well, it's exciting. It is exciting because you don't know. I'll be honest with you. You It's know, unpredictable. You know, it's like slingshot drag. You know why they call them slingshot drag? Because you don't know where the hell it's going to go. That's why. And gassers are not far from it. At well, you all. don't
5: you don't know between like when you're running four speeds and, and a lot of our heads up stuff we run four speed, you don't know what the car's gonna do between the gear shift. Is it is it gonna go left, is it gonna go right, is it gonna stand up, is it I gonna lay
4: flat? You don't know and I that's can, the fun part.
1: I can pretty much guarantee it won't be straight. No, I'm just saying
5: most time it will not <laughs> be
4: straight. And it's not just the starting line. You can leave the starting line straight. Get halfway down the track and it decide to go left or right. That's right.
1: Well, you know, you got to think about it. We're we're using still using '60s. I don't want to say technology because it's not technology. I guess logic. And obviously, so now correct me if I'm wrong, but '60s gasser, the whole idea with the gasser with the front end up is basically setting the load, putting weight to the back end.
5: It was a so weight. Hook, it was a weight transfer. Be, it, right. Yes. They was that was the logic the, behind that's right.
1: it. Now drag cars are lower and aerodynamics and all that. that. They didn't know even what that was back then. So they stand them straight up in the front to get the front end up to get the preload, basically, on the back. That's correct. Weight transfer. Right. But by doing that, we dramatically affect the steering of this thing.
5: Well, you got to remember, in the 60s, the tracks was, was crap. They was junk. They're not like they are today. The tire technology in the 60s was junk.
1: Now, no, we were racing on recaps. That, well,
5: the, that's right. And now you've got a stickier track. You've got a better tire. It even makes it more exciting. These cars are probably standing up and doing more crazy stuff than they was even doing in the 60s. Because exactly. Because we're putting so much more horsepower to these cars now because of the modern technology and the engines that we do. Everybody does with aluminum heads and this and that. We're putting so much more horsepower to a car that wasn't built to do this. Does that make any sense? Exactly. Oh, it makes total
1: sense. Because you got to think about it. You know, know, now you want to build your hot rod, you just open up your old JX catalog, go online. You know, what's that? You know, one click gets it quick. You know, one call gets it all. All that stuff. You know, it wasn't like that back in the day. No. The aftermarket parts, there were some, but it's nothing like it is now. Honest Charlie's. That's, boy, that's Chattanooga, Tennessee. But... You know, that, that's the thing. Back then, you know, there was a double handful of aftermarket parts vendors. You know? And that was it. You had to make horsepower on your own in your machine shop.
5: Or you had You're to re- be innovative on the car.
1: Exactly. And come
5: up. It wasn't just engine. It's cutting like weight. Cutting weight. Uh, do I change this ladder bar, this link? They was so innovative in how they would build a car. And listen... They wasn't no roadmap. These people was the pioneer of the drag race. They were feeling they, this they, out at yes, best. They would literally okay. I'm gonna go try this. It's gonna kill me, or is it gonna make me go faster? That was their. That was the thing. So every Friday night, you didn't know.
1: exactly. You did. You didn't know. You didn't and know. The, and this is where I'm glad we touched on. We gotta take a commercial break right quick. We're gonna pick back up on this one, guys. Stay tuned. We're talking all about the history of gas or drag racing right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 W O R D.
0: Selling a little or a lot. at Shopify.com/OdysseyPodcast all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/OdysseyPodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/OdysseyPodcast.
1: All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts, your automotive host with the most in the studio. As always, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hour's financial analyst/slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins. Gonna kick it out west. Shout out to Pomona, California. Now that. Is a drag racing scene. That's,
2: that's a 60s that's, song. That's where, yeah. that's,
1: where, that's where our boy <laughs> Wally got this thing kicked off at, you know? That was that was Pomona. There's a lot of neat drag racing history in California. Yeah, Sonoma. Oh, yeah. oh yeah.
2: Everything. Yeah, makes like a thing about Beach Boys songs and stuff. Uh,
1: for some reason, and I know it has nothing to do with it, but the little late Pasadena just popped in my head when he said that. I don't know, but... Inner Superstock Dodge. Uh, that's why. It's a, that's... A great song actually that wasn't even the beach boys there that was jan and dean that was jan and dean yeah, yeah. exactly i'll take 60s automotive music for a thousand alex it's
2: about a dodge man
1: i'm telling well that's the reason i don't try not to remember because my parents told me that was the devil speaking of that we got the boogeyman in the studio that's great my mom's gonna love that one grandma's praying now super and of course we have hot rods and happy hours legal Council, slash all around cool car guy kobe miller what's going on everyone and you're saying rob you got the boogeyman in the studio Yeah, we got the boogeyman in the studio, but this boogeyman right here ain't the one you look under your bed at night for. This boogeyman drives a silver metal flake Nova with a green stripe down the side.
5: Pretty much, yeah. You still got to look for me under the bed,
1: though. Oh, Lord. (laughs) I'm not not going to sleep tonight. Thanks, boogeyman. Thanks a lot. Professor's like, great. What I always wanted, nightmares. Looks like sleeping
5: on the couch. Your (laughs) mom and dad has always warned you about the boogeyman. i will
1: never forget that. They have. They have warned me about the boogeyman. And what am I doing? I'm interviewing them on the radio.
0: (laughs) Super. (laughs) Face
1: your fears. Super. And then we got David Gregg, and we got Tim Greer. And you're like, the boogeyman, David Gregg, Tim Greer. Who's these guys? These guys are with the three-pedal Gasser shootout series. We got a big race lined up at the Shoals Dragway. This October 12th, yep. this Saturday coming, you guys are definitely not going to miss that. It's going to be a good one. So we're talking about gas racing. We're talking about real gas racing, the grit in drag racing, because now drag racing is all prim and it's proper. And we need to mention our sponsors and we need to do this. And, well, we don't argue because then we'll get knocked points. You know, I remember when they used to like you scored brownie points because you were a badass at drag racing. You know how many times i seen my grandpa pull a gun in a drag strip? <laughs> Now, could you imagine? Now, if somebody pulls a gun on a drag strip, they're gonna shut the place down, lock everything down. You got the Fed there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is this is what drag racing's turned into. Drag racing's turned into a dog pageant. That's what it's turned into. It's cute. It's just precious. That's what's wrong with it. It's lost its grit. But you guys, have, you guys have found the grit. You found the history. And I'm talking to you too, bona fide. Yes, ma'am. Sir, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> you know, don't let me sit the boogeyman on you. I'm sorry. So, you're bringing the grit back to drag racing. That's what I like by bringing the history to it, and a lot of kids will learn. You've got kids <clears throat> that go down the drag strip every night for the for the little for the streetcar runs and things like that. That ain't got one clue where it started. It didn't start with Fox Body Mustangs, which is the new classic, which drives me insane when I hear that. That'd Makes me feel painfully old. And also, oh man, it's that classic Mustang. No, that's a Fox body Mustang. That's not a classic Mustang. But it's drag racing was way before that. And we're talking about like the early history, or not early history of drag racing. I mean, drag racing was around way before the 60s. Well, hell, the first drag race was when the second car was built. We all know that. But we're talking about the Gasters, which got incredibly popular in the 60s.
5: And they've been popular around here the last few years. In the oh yeah, of South Carolina. Well, big they're time. popular. There's a lot of series you know? that are
1: running gassers all
5: over. Well, yeah, and I mean, I'd say around here, you're gonna have to give Greg Porter, or Night Stalker, a big shout out. Oh that, lord, that's
1: the man that See, started it all. You know, this is this is my this is my favorite thing. I got a good I got a good Greg Porter story for you guys. See, this is the thing. Now, when you call Greg, it's Night Stalker.
5: It's not Stalker. That's right. It's yeah. on the telephone See, thing.
1: but Night I but I but but the thing is, I knew Greg when he was just Greg Porter. Greg Porter. Reporter: now hey rob it's not a stalker <laughs> hey greg how are you you know but i love it i love it you got to stay in character and he is a character greg is a with a capital c character
5: his personality fits that car 110 <laughs> percent. does that make any sense yeah i mean you couldn't take a better person <laughs> and put them in that green 55 Stalker.
1: i like love that. that was the duke dude more
5: dude Moore on the car and, exactly. then it, and then it actually went back to another guy that originally built it i can't think of his name but jim jimmy finley of the that has the snake bike mustang it was his uncle that originally built the car sold it to dude Moore, and then you know of course See, years later it gets to greg like 40 years
1: later right See, now this is what i love about this racing. Yep. you know so i told you about my dad racing pro mod and all those years and, and of course your know, door slammer cars and top sportsmen and things like that my grandfather his very first drag car was a 1956 Chevrolet two-door post, 210, called the Dixie Twister. Ah. Bright yellow. And old English down the side in black letters that had Dixie Twister on it. Hollywood mags on the front. I've The stories I heard about that 56 Chevrolet. And I've owned two 56 Chevrolet 210s because of that story. You know, I'm a guy that when I hear something like that, and now, I mean, they're just iconic. Me and my grandfather were really close. But... And, and the in the stories of the drag racing. And then, of course, they got into Dodges. And then they got right with the Lord, got into Chevrolets, and got going fast. But you know what I'm saying.
5: Exactly. I drive a Chevrolet.
1: I, ex, ex, <laughs> even the devil knows it's the right thing to do. That's the bad thing. The Unfortunately, it does, yeah. Yes, unfortunately. If you want to go fast, you, you need GM parts in it. The I bo- do say a little
5: prayer right before I Levo every time. I don't blame it. <laughs> you. Hey, I'm a,
1: the funniest talking about Chryslers. I, and, I, and I told this one a little bit, but I won't, it's so good I won't tell it again. Go ahead. My dad. The last Chrysler drag car he had was a '71 Dodge Colt, little car, little car. And keep in mind, I mean, this thing had a wheelbase of like 13 inches, <laughs> and they had a four, a big, big cubic inch built out. It started life as a 440. I put it like that. Where it ended, nobody knows. Um, what else? Was it no, it was. <laughs> I don't even know what the class was back then. And now, so basically, but you took a, a 440
5: car. and put a car around
1: it. More or less. More or less. With a, with, with, with a very I think, uh, with a very crudely built tube chassis under it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so anyway, and they went from that to a Chevette, which is even more hilarious. But, but this is a Chrysler. They had a full Ford. And the car ran good. You know? Well, my grandfather, drag racing when it's in you. It's in you. Like, you, you won't. Com- competitive is not the word anymore. You want to go faster. You're always looking for a way to get faster.
5: I can testify to that.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, you always want to be faster. My grandfather, you know, my grandfather was like that. My dad was the driver at this point. My grandfather was basically the money man. And, and my grandfather was like, I wonder how we get this little Cody in faster. And we're throwing every direct connection and Mopar secret. We got Sox and Martin and everything. You could throw at this thing to make it a Chrysler run. And it got to a certain point and just wasn't going to do no more. And it was impressive, but we wanted it faster. Never satisfied. Never. It never fast enough. There's always another couple tens in it. So, my grandfather started noticing some of these Chevrolet cars running with these big block Chevrolet's in them. And this is back. This shows you how long it was. This is before Gene Fulton was building big block Chevrolet's. So, this just goes to show how long. We're, we're in the 70s. Bell Bottoms, a whole shooting match. My dad had hair. Hell, Gene had hair. All right. My grandfather found a guy in North Carolina that had a big block Chevrolet. He was running in a roadster. And this thing was making passes like no other. He bought that engine. And they stuck it in that colt over the weekend. Had a glide in it. Just left the hood down. Keep in mind, this is a used drag racing. They didn't freshen it up, didn't do anything. Had a 440 built to the hill. That thing came out once a week. Freshened up. Everything. Wore out big block that we bought off somebody that we don't know in North Carolina. On a hunch. Put it in the colt. It was four tenths faster than the 440 was then. Needless to say, Gene Fulton got the first big block he ever did machine work on built for a drag car. And Needless to say we sold colt, we built and, a Chevette, and then we went racing. That's, that was the, and then so as my grandfather always told me, he said, now, son, I'll tell you that story. He said, you know, if you want to get on liquor, he said, I don't want you to get on dope, but if you did get on dope, chasing wild women, we could send you somewhere for all those things. You get on them damn crosswords, son, you're just going to be a loser. That's all there's to it. And, I, and that's what he told me. And that's the truth. And I took it to heart. And poor Richard, I wish you could have been there in those molding years, and it would have saved you so much heartache. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: probably would have. It saved you so much heartache. But, okay, so now we're talking about drag racing and the early days. And I talked about my grandfather's early days of drag racing. And we got to take a commercial break. But when we come back, I want to know a little more about the boogeyman and you're talking about how Drag Race was born and how Gassers brought you into drag racing. Guys, hang tight. We got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour headed your way. Right here on 106.3 WORD. We
4: get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: All right, guys, we're back to Hot Rods and Happy Hours. This is Rob Pitts in the studio. As always, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hours financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins. Shout out to another historical
2: drag city, Maple, Maple Grove, Pennsylvania. It's a good one. It's a good one.
1: Never been there. Watched really, on the television before. Reaching deep in the hat tonight. That's right. And of course, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hours legal counsel slash all-around guy playing with his phone, Kobe Miller. What's going on? I won't call you out or nothing. Well, I'm looking at some Volkswagen. you Volks. yeah. We ain't talking about no Volkswagens. <laughs> that's, I am. That's that's what's wrong with people now. I'm going to make a gasser Volkswagen. Uh, that's.
5: I used to think it'd be kind of cool.
1: Yep. I do too. I guess you don't have to worry about weight transfer since the motor's in the back. No, but
4: you'd put a V eight in
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just can't get I can't get down with those little Hitler cars and stuff H- like that. And i'm pretty old yeah. Yep. What H o- H gas. H yep. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, You kind of got to include everybody now, you know. he No, they included them back then. Well, but even then. Yep. And then.
3: H the so class. Hitler class. So
1: we. <laughs> they got our class, basically. Yep. That's pretty much what I'm almost positive that's what it stands for. Oh, yes. Did you look that up? He said, Yeah, I called yeah, I Googled it. it in. Right then. I just Googled it. You know, we got some special guests in the studio. We got a calling guest coming up, but we got a guest right now in the studio. The three pedal Gaster shootout. shootout series, guys. I'm going to get it out right here in just a second. We got a <laughs> boogeyman in the studio who drives his badass metal flake novel. That I just. I love that car. I love the name. That's another thing I love about Gassers names. And then, of course, we got David Gregg. And they drug Tim Greer. Tim Greer's kind of like a cold. He just kind of follows you around. You know what I mean? You can't shake him. He lingers. The world's
3: yeah. fastest rambler in Roebuck, South Carolina. <laughs> and don't you forget it.
1: in Roebuck,
0: South two, Carolina. Two, no,
3: two. it's not. I own two of them. <laughs> I, 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 and one's faster <laughs> than the other? <laughs> One of them's a backup plan. Richards. <laughs> Richard, see that's what's wrong with your Murata.
1: That's the reason. If you had a backup Murata,
2: <laughs> it's still the fastest Murata in Greenville <laughs> when it runs.
3: <laughs> I did try to sell him one with the T tops this week.
2: Yeah, man, I wish that was my car. I wish I was in the condition of my car. If it had to. Uh, <laughs>
3: well, she, no, Tim sent me one. So it's, it's got rust. It's like okay, so I tried to rust. say yeah. Okay, Tim, but it's you got T tops. It, it's got three. It's kind of like a Mopar
1: Bandit. <laughs>
2: Black and gold maraton.
1: I'm gonna no, no 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 that Mopar is a bandit. You know why? Because it steals his dreams. That's what it does. <laughs> it steals he my dri- money. It does. And it still don't run. That's the damnest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. That, that car just don't like you. I've just it come It doesn't, that
2: man. I, I swear to God, it runs great
1: for everybody else. It does. I jump in, drive it anyway. Richard gets in, it's gonna die instantly. Just like we don't it don't it's like Christine, but reverse. You know, it likes <laughs> everybody, but he's
4: <laughs> trying <Yeah>. to tell you
3: something.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, My
4: Christ
3: are the same way. Every time I get in it broke down every single time
1: you ever thought about getting out of chrysler's you know it is my my, my daddy and my grandpa it is for sale yeah i had some good advice on that yep so we're talking about what got the boogeyman into drag race this guy's racing dirt bikes and off-road yeah that's where i come from i didn't come from asphalt exactly i mean we ain't talking about he said he didn't come from asphalt
3: now but he did build a lot of cool cars he Before. did No, it was all right, Chuck.
1: Yeah. But you built your gasser. I don't do that you, no more. You, right. didn't fill, you didn't flip. I don't blame you. A lot of people got out of that. But you, you didn't flip through your Jigs catalog and order your Gasser, your dial a Gasser kit? No. <laughs> you didn't? It was the part number GAS 107 or something? Now, don't get
5: me wrong. They some parts from Summit on the car. Of course, oh, oh, Obviously. see. But, obviously. The, this, you know, how I, got, I got hooked on it at one, going to one of these gas races and, you know, just seeing how out of control it is. And that sounds kind of weird. The out-of-control is what enticed me want to I want to own one. but, but I Have you also ever want, seen them
1: boys ride dirt bikes? That's well, pretty damn crazy to me, too. Yeah, I but, see them. You will see me want to hop on one. But
5: still, though, it was just I mean,
4: kind of like a dirt bike with 800 horsepower.
1: Exactly. It looks <laughs> like skin knees to me. That's what it looks
3: like. That's really what got everybody into it. It's a danger. It's a danger.
5: I mean, yeah. it's, not, it's not safe. Let me tell you something else about these cars. They're sitting up so high that they are an accident waiting to happen. Modern drag cars now are three inches off the ground, and they're running 200 mile an hour. But when they do get into trouble, they have things called walls that keep them inside the track. These cars are so tall. That they go over them. Well, they can go over. They get on their top. They, they bounce. They move.
3: The,
5: they're fun. I mean, let's just call it. Like it is, they're fun to drive.
1: Professor, it's fun. <laughs> David can tell us all about I it. Tell us, David. <laughs> tell us about riding I mean, on the top, David. I've
4: been, I've been racing since... Probably 76 or so. And I've done about every kind of racing there is, except maybe top fuel.
3: You have and, raced on the top, but not top gas, fuel.
4: And, and <laughs> I was on my top and I had fuel yeah. in me. The four speed gassers are the most fun thing I've ever done. I have a 33 Willis, which is one of the shorter wheel based cars. Ill handling as they come. High, high center of gravity. And I attacked that thing like I was in my Malibu, which was a low-slung car. Determined that I was going to qualify well, and it, it bit me. You and are I, the only person that Greer to ever go through the traps
5: on your side at 100 mile an hour. <laughs> yeah, and win. <laughs> that was the very hey, first he slid, race. He slid through at 100 mile an hour through the lights.
3: That was the very first race I ever attended. Was it? Gas race. And he rode through on the That's side. A thirty-three.
1: Yep. I remember seeing that online. Yep. A thirty-three. See, you got know, guys to paint a picture for you of a thirty-three Willys. The best way to describe a thirty-three Willys is to look at it from the side. It looks like a lantern. You ever notice that? It's yeah. kind of tall and kind of kind of like pushed together.
5: Looks like yeah. one of them crazy golf carts. It does look yep. like a crazy. It golf sure car. does. <laughs> it looks does like look, a crazy
1: golf hey, cart. Hey, hey. Or a clown car. You hey, know what I'm okay, saying? Either way. Whatever you want, take it. Yeah. But but be, an, an iconic and a beautiful drag car. When it's on its wheels. And, but, I mean, these things, like your Nova is not a long car by any stretch of imagination.
5: It's not 110 wheel. It's 110-inch wheelbase.
1: But we could put his wheelies in between your wheels.
5: Oh, yeah. I you see where I'm getting at? That's
1: a short car. And we're talking about sitting up. What is it,
5: 99 ah. inches? 100. 100.
1: 100 inches. It's 100. <laughs> okay. You like that guy. What are you, Six foot? i I'm six one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... That's 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 the thing with these things is the danger with them. Now, safety equipment wise, what are we running? What, what's the three pedal gaser shootout guys running? It's got wise? all the
5: same safety. You have to pass. The one thing I like about the series and being a part of it and being a driver in it is the safety. You have to your belts. You have to follow every safety rule that the track enforces. That means
1: belts. Now dates. I've been to some tracks. You can tie rope around. Your well. Waist. <laughs> Yeah. Typically, but, most I ain't gonna tracks, say any names. But. Yeah, but <laughs>
5: most tracks, like I said, you know, cage has got to be up to date. You know, I mean, you tell me I can't
1: make cut. it out of PVC. No, I
5: yeah. can't do that. They have did in the sixties. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, when I got the boogeyman, if you've seen the stuff I cut out of it, plumbing pipe. Oh, well, I'm talking about EMT. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, <laughs> I've
4: I've didn't a, like to me. I've seen a few with the road bars had duct tape
1: on You know. Yep. You know, I mean, it works. Okay. It works. If, if you keep the shiny side up, which I know that's a new concept, if you keep the shiny side up, you ain't got nothing to worry about.
3: The Rambler has no shiny side.
1: The Rambler, Rambler. The Rambler much like you, does not have a good side. That's you exactly know what I'm right. saying.
5: The Rambler leaves... <laughs> rust when it goes down the track. Literally on the track, they have to blow
1: the track. The That's, the Rambler, That's my strategy. The Rambler goes down the track and there's <laughs> people the in the stands that need tetan shots. They okay, yeah. They're
5: coughing
1: and all. <laughs> They're coughing up it stuff.
5: Ain't from, it ain't from exhaust. It's from the
3: rust. <laughs> That's Tim's calling card. <laughs> you don't get no more nostalgic
1: than rust. No, 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 you no, don't. I mean, no. It is period. You see, it Did you pull the thing out of a swamp or...
3: Actually, I traded for it out of Ohio. Did, did it come out of the
1: boiling spring? No, not the boiling spring.
2: If you're blinded by a cloud of rust, you know That's the right. rambler has been here.
3: If I can get in front of you 10 feet, I got you. <laughs> Only All 10. All the rust is bouncing off the legs. That's right. So oh. basically what he's saying is you got to choke
5: down on the start line. <laughs> get in front of you. That's fun. This is
1: what makes drag racing fun right here. You'll hear pro stop <laughs> boys talking trash like that. I bet you I'll push my button before you push your button. That's all they got to say. My
5: mother makes five or more horsepower than
1: yours does. <laughs> hey, you know what? My grandfather's a multi-millionaire. We just bought a new holler. <laughs> that's what. That, that's the only thing they can talk no. about, because everything's the same. Yeah. I bet you my Camaro fiberglass body looks... My, my carbon fiber Camaro body, just like your carbon fiber Camaro body. I got a new wrap. Yeah. <laughs> it's chrome. Yeah,
5: yeah. That's, that's, they, that's drag it's, racing, it's man.
1: Yeah. They've that's, never seen rust. Exactly. That's what's wrong with these kids today. That's right. no, you, if you ain't got rust, you ain't poop you ain't rusty <laughs> you ain't if you ain't got rust you ain't rust that's exactly that right. that needs to be on a t-shirt you ain't right if
3: you ain't got rust is that what i mean look
1: like? what i'm driving tonight i'm serious
3: that, I'm, that is not fatina that is
1: patina that's, that's no you patina know turner no i know no. i know what Futina is. yeah that i ain't have faux. That's real. I'll tell you what else is real is these commercial breaks. My producer's having a fit over it. i got to stop. Calm down, Tim. Guys, stay tuned. we got a lot more. Hot rods and happy hour head your way.
2: Right here on 106.3 WORD.
1: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.